hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by True North Racing, let's go Alright guys, welcome back to episode 70. Holy crap, we're you know we're almost there to a hundred here. I don't even know what we're gonna do if we even make it to a hundredth episode. Um we're making what, it. I said we're making it to a hundred. We're gonna make it to a hundred, guaranteeing <laughs> that's gonna be early next year, too. So I'm excited for that. But welcome yeah. back to the True North Racing Podcast, guys. My name is John Morrison. Is joining me as always Megan Mitchell. Uh he's I would say driver the number 73, but you're taking the year off. Um, because your dad is driving the 73 this year, which is awesome. Um, man, it's been sorry about last week, guys. Uh, we 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 already scheduled a week off, um, for last weekend, one because of the uh long weekend. No one wants to do an interview on a on a long weekend, um, and I and you know what, I feel like Megan and I would get in too much trouble if we just had an episode by ourselves this, you know, this into this season. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we we decided, you know, let's let's take the weekend off. Let's enjoy it with our family, with our friends. And uh, anyways, Megan, what have you been up to for the past couple weeks? Mm, working, you know. Oh, oh, I do not for the weekends. Past few weeks, working, and uh, this past weekend, I really didn't do anything. I mean, we're working on some t-shirts and keychains so yeah Yeah. some mrc racing merch is gonna drop soon yeah it's it's getting close i'm I'm hoping it's gonna work out though because our vinyl there's too many small bits in the design that we have this year so the vinyl wasn't working so we're doing a sublimation print yeah that we figured that out and that it's gonna stick on the shirts really so it kind of gives it like an old school look, which is kind of cool and perfect for my dad. So, See, okay, I'm already upset because you never told me about this. <laughs> I know I meant to send you a picture of it when we were doing uh, it. So clearly, yeah. we're in, I'm not close enough with you to be in that circle to know. <laughs> I don't think I've told anybody to be honest. <laughs> like, so this is like breaking news, essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get off of here, you're gonna have to send me the design. Yeah. And and first of all, I'm gonna. Let, let you know i i need i i got i, I gotta have to get one right. i'm gonna put it in for two because we already know jacqueline's gonna need one as well yeah yeah <laughs> sure. that's awesome though the so you guys have been doing that mm-hmm. um this weekend the pier stocks had off uh at flambrough speedway so you didn't come out to the track which you know it was for the divisions that were there last night they actually put on a really good show yeah which was, was good very- to see yeah I watched Race Monitor again. That's my go-to when I'm not there. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. I think I posted a video about... Oh, did, when did I post it? Two hours ago. Oh. On the CVMs. Have you watched yeah. them yet? I started I started watching oh. the... I haven't gotten to watch the whole thing yet. How many is there? Because I, I started watching the one that's in car with Adam Ross and Jake Gilbert. Yeah, that's the only one that's dropping today. That's the only one that's dropping for okay. a week. Yeah, I got like partway into that one this afternoon. 
And then I had to stop to go shower and get ready. So I'm going to watch it after before bed. <laughs> you know what? It, 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 there was a lot of good stuff that happened last night, especially in the CVMs. Unfortunately, we did lose about three cars last night. Um, but it was, uh, well, we lost, we lost two major cars in a, in a, in a, in a wreck. Uh, mm -hmm. Jake Gilbert, unfortunately lost his motor, uh, going into three. He said, I talked to him afterwards and he, he said, uh, I lifted going into three to start my breaking point. And that's when the motor just let go. And at that point I was along for a ride. I'm like that to me, that's the worst time ever to, lose a motor is right at the end of the straightaway before you hit your braking point because mm -hmm. you're already going as fast as you can in the car yeah and i don't know about you guys any drivers out there y'all know the wall don't win right it does not <laughs> nor does it give <laughs> it doesn't give an inch it's solid man it don't yeah, like, yeah it <laughs> it's there uh so jake gilbert uh hit the wall pretty hard with the driver's side nonetheless Ouch. uh same thing with joe arsenal i started taking a video just as jake was in the middle of his uh, of his spin mm -hmm. so essentially the the cover photo that would show up on my phone you can see jake backwards pointing joe pointing toward his front end towards joe's and i'm like oh boy that like it it hurts watching it Mm -hmm. I did. I think I saw that clip. I don't know where you, if you had it posted on Facebook or Snapchat. Or... Yeah, I posted on Facebook last night. Yeah, I saw that one. That. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's I it's just, scary. It is. I watch some videos like that, and I just I feel it. I'm like that. Oh, ouch! Like, it's that's not good. It's not a good feeling. Mm -mm. I feel like we jumped a bit ahead here because we were talking about how your past week was. <laughs> uh the past two weeks were so besides working and working on the race car and getting it ready and because we got on your merch topic there yeah you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> you, what else have you been up to and are and you're coming are you coming back to flying world this weekend yes we'll be back this weekend um i'm not sure i'm not um i don't know oh you got some secrets I, I, no, not a secret. It's just I saw something posted about the pure stocks this coming weekend, and I'm not 100% sure if it's true, so I don't want to say anything just in case Flamber doesn't want it. Out. But, I mean, I guess it's already out there. So, I mean, if anyone knows what I'm talking about and they saw that post, then... Is it on the Ontario Bone Stock group? I don't think so. All right, it's you're going to have to let me know after just in case it's yeah, not real. Okay. So we, don't, yeah. we, we don't want to break nothing that hasn't been... No, exactly. So, been announced yet. Either way, we're still working on our car because last weekend when we were out first feature, we lost brakes. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, it slowed us down quite a bit because my dad had to be real cautious. And yeah, I mean, by the second feature, he figured out how to drive it with like, I mean, there was like a little bit of braking left, it, but it's like you got on the pedal and he said it just went down to the floor. So he figured out how to drive it that way and actually did better in the second feature than he did in the first when he had brakes, which is weird. But yeah, we're still dad, working. Come on now. He I I know. Like he's uh, oh Your dad's God. a badass. I, I don't <laughs> I don't give a damn. He's 
this guy and this is a story i'm gonna make him talk about when he comes on this guy literally got into a um stock or i don't know what division it was in when he was younger but pretty much got into a race car with a broken leg tossed his um crutches in the back seat and went out and he won the freaking race and See, got out every lane with crutches like this guy is badass <laughs> you're gonna yeah you're gonna have to make sure because <laughs> tonight and as well as in episode 73 just a three weeks from now or four weeks mm-hmm. from now your dad is gonna come on here and essentially the same thing is gonna happen is i'm not gonna talk a whole lot during the interview mm-hmm. um so essentially i'm gonna be the 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 co-host but we're already co-hosts that's not because i already got yeah. i already gave you crap the last time out <laughs> uh saying that i'm the host and then you're uh, no we're co-hosts <laughs> it's an equal equal opportunity here here you know <laughs> you're gonna be in the back seat i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be the back seat you guys are driving the, you guys are driving the show i'm just gonna be sitting back there just <laughs> all right yeah just bobbing my head having a good time Oh man, I'm gonna say this though. The past two weeks has been crazy. Um, on my end, yeah. You know, uh, I, the last time, yeah, because the last time you would have saw it. Oh no, you saw me last weekend. I think I don't even remember if I actually saw you guys last weekend at Flambro. I saw you for a quick second because I yeah. came up and sat and hugged and oh. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, you acting like if I'm in trouble, I'm like, all right, what the, f- the hell did I do? Like, I didn't do nothing to you. So, why? Are you- <laughs> yeah, she said it so aggressively, too. Like, she, oh my God, Jacqueline, hi. And hello, Jonathan. I'm like, what did I do? Nothing. I'm like, did Jacqueline tell you something that I did? That I did. Now I'm in trouble with everyone else in the group. Like, I, <laughs> I just like to play. <laughs> Trust me, rec- I think I do it with Kate and Dale, too. I'll be like, hi, Kate. I'm like, hello, Dale how are you <laughs> oh man but uh so that would have been I'm trying to think here because i went on a let's see the week prior were we racing oh my god i don't even remember um, we're in the middle of three to go we raced so, last week so yeah it was so we july 16th i think it was mm-hmm. no because that was the weekend mm. i think so because i july- think that my first well my dad's july first. 23rd yeah july 23rd i was at flambro uh i want to i want to i want to bring this up real quick there's days i feel like i have all the time in the world to do stuff and there's days i know like i have to, i'm so busy by the time i get home after working an eight and a half hour day i still have to put another eight and a half hours in yeah but <laughs> july 24th 25th holy crap it if any of you guys understood the amount of crap i had to do in about two days i i can't believe i can't, like when i went on vacation i earned that vacation yeah I'd saturday say. night after flamborough got home did the write-up for the cvms i was up till 2 a.m doing that holy. the next day i don't even remember what i did i can't remember where i went but that night after the podcast, I did this video. I did our video for YouTube. Uh, I did the CVM video. Monday, I had to do others. I had to make sure that between Sobble Speedway, Jomo Media, and the Canadian Vision Modified stuff was all done and everything was set up for the entire week. 
before I left Tuesday and or Tuesday morning. Sunday night, I was up till almost 5 a.m. Monday night, I was up till four four o'clock in the morning. Jeez. So when I when I say I earned that vacation, I earned that vacation. I'd say so. But Jacqueline and I had a great time up at the beach. Um, we spent every single day at the beach at one point. <laughs> um, Wednesday, we were at Sobble Speedway. And I want I, I gotta I gotta talk about this for, for a second because this part actually made a lot of sense to me and actually I really, really enjoyed it. When you go to Sobble Speedway and you hear this breakout rule they have, as mm-hmm. a racer, it pisses you off. I get that because we yo yeah, all the drivers and teams out there, you build your cars to go fast. You don't want to slow them down, which I understand. I I get that. But when I was sitting there watching them. You didn't notice. I went in with an open mic because I have never seen it. I didn't understand. I understood what the breakout rule was, but I've never seen it live. And I never want to knock something until I see it live. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I talked about it with Jeff last year near the end of the season. And I said I was excited to go this year because I wanted to see how it went. Sure enough, it went exactly how I hoped it would. As a fan sitting in that grandstand, you don't see Unless you're purely watching a specific driver, you're watching a fantastic race. Start to finish. That feature in the combined fours, Sean Taylor, Wade Thorne, side by side. For, I I swear, it was almost 10 laps at one point. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them getting an edge. But guess what? Neither one of them broke out. Wade ended up going on a win, but that was such a fantastic race. And if you were to sit there and actually watch it, go go to the grandstands. Understand that there's a breakout rule. So if you see a car slow down, it's not because of a mechanical issue. But that was some of the most entertaining racing I have seen in quite a while. And we watched some really good battles. I watched some really good close battles at Flambro. Um, Oshwegan when we go. I see some really good good battles. But this almost prolongs the battles just enough that where it's forcing someone else to make a slip up, just like it does on a regular on a regular track. But that time thing doesn't really factor in a whole lot because, as a fan, you don't see the time unless you're sitting there with race monitor and you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this person broke out. Watch them. Watch them from the the back stretch or whatever, right? But realistically, Matthew Bray, who Matt Bray, who does the flagging up at up at Sobble. First of all, fantastic flag man. So mm-hmm. energetic, so you know, out there. I loved it. But he made it clear exactly what you were getting. If he knew in the one way that you were you were too fast and you were still coming around three and four going too fast, he held that that uh breakout flag, he held that thing out and just pointed at the guy and just held it out. But man, it, Watching it, I appreciate it a lot more than... Because I, I was hesitant at first. I'm going to be honest. But watching it, I have a whole new appreciation of, for it. I loved it. It was it was so cool to actually sit there and watch a race like that. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I do got to say this because I got to pick on Alex a little bit. <laughs> Alex, you did get lapped twice. So I don't want... <laughs> <Holy. laughs> 
No, he's been it's okay. So <laughs> this goes back to a Facebook post I put up there saying, like, you know, I, I, I I'm sure you've seen it. I mm-hmm. put out there saying, like, what do people want to see when I go to Solomon? Oh, yeah. Alex Alex made a comment about in car on his car. And he made a comment saying, uh, uh, he's like, oh, I, you know, I bright orange car. I'm like, great. Do you have one in mind? And it's like one that flipped over and has one. I was like, oh, sweet. You're right. I'll ask Wade, uh, Wade about it. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right. So. <laughs> Then he made a comment uh, when we were in person. I uh, I think at Flamborough, and he goes, "Wade only Wade didn't lab me." He and Wade, of course, you know he's he's a fast car, but soluble. And he goes, "Dude, I was looking at your rear bumper." <laughs> he's like, "But I didn't. I didn't. I'm like, but you didn't lab me." <laughs> but he got lapped. Got his. I think he got a lucky dog back, or I don't know if they do a lucky dog up there, but if they do, he got one back and. <laughs> But man, that was it was it was so cool to watch. It was so cool to see. And throughout the field, it keeps it compact. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's actually really good. You don't as a fan, even if you're a casual fan, you're not you're watching, you don't notice the difference. No. You may see a car slow up real quick and then jump right back into the action as if you didn't see it. So you know what? As a as a as fans or drivers, whoever you are. But to be honest, don't knock until you try it. Go out there, support them, and you know, see see what they have to offer. Because I I think it's I think it's good quality racing up there. Um, <laughs> that didn't stop there for me. <laughs> I know I kind of went on a rant there. <laughs> that didn't stop for me because I I ended up going from in that came trip. That was Wednesday. Got home Friday. Picked up my kids. Uh, <laughs> went racing Saturday at Flamborough. Sunday we were going to go to Crystal Beach down in um, Port Colborne area. I think it's just a little. It's more like Fort Erie. I, it's it's between Cor- Port Colborne and, and um, uh, Fort Erie. Well, yeah. we ended up uh, uh, when we got there, the beach was closed to outsiders. Huh. So we're like, ah, oh, all right. So we're driving away, and you know, and we're like, oh, you know what we're gonna do? Jacqueline was upset, and you know, she, the kids were all excited to go to the beach. Oh, uh, all of a sudden she goes change of plans i'm like what are you talking about where are we going because like hmm. my phone's in the gps like I, i'm like where are we going and she's like you'll see she clicks on it <laughs> she, she she showed me where we're going and in my head i'm just like there's a place i know in ontario right <laughs> the entire time and i'm trying so hard not to sing it out loud yeah i had it been since i was like 10 years old and if you guys don't know what we're talking about we went to marine land we ended up surprising the kids for a day at marine land um it was a lot different than when i was a kid you know uh unfortunately there, there's the lone orca that's there and you know it was really sad to see um but other than that honestly it was it was a lot of fun the kids had a lot of fun um the dolphin show was was entertaining um you know the rides oh my oh mm. my little okay so guys i have a six-year-old okay maverick and I swear this guy lives up to that like Tom Cruise character from Top Gun. <laughs> he lives up to that badassery already at six years old. I didn't ever go on a roller coaster, so I was probably about eight. Okay. And we're like, oh yeah, da, 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 and, you know. And we're like, oh, there's a roller coaster here called Dragon Mountain. Matt, okay, so there's also this ladybug coaster that's kind of like taxi jam. 
Yeah. Mav didn't want to go on it. He was scared to go on it without without Jacqueline. <laughs> but then we were like, oh yeah, let's go to you know, you know, Dragon Mountain. You were like, we're not even sure if he's tall enough or anything, but we go there. He always stands up straight. He's just like just at the line. <laughs> like he could have depending on who it was, it could have been a pass or it could have been a, a fail. Yeah. Well, he passed him. We go in. Oh, we get him all buckled in. Or before we get, you know, before we go through, he goes, Daddy, I gotta pee. I was like, You gotta hold it now, buddy. <laughs> this <is> like <laughs> you had your opportunity to back out. This ain't you ain't backing out now, kid. Um so we got him strapped in. Holy crap, did this kid have so much fun? Aww. Not only did we go on it once, we went, we left, we got into the bathroom just in case he did actually have to go. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not asshole parents, okay? I'm not an asshole parent. Um, we went on a couple other rides, then we went back, got on the ride. Oh my, same thing. That kid's like, drag him out to do so much fun because you went <laughs> and another loop and he did this. <laughs> and the entire time I was here is like, can we go again? Can we go again? Oh. I'm like, oh my God, kid. I, I got a little thrill seeker on my hand and I don't know how to deal with it because I because <laughs> I'm a thrill seeker myself and I'm and I I I'm at my age, I understand when I need to pull back. Yeah. So oh, but that was so much fun. But anyways. The rest of the week was fine, and you know, we, last week was boring as hell. Um, we already talked about Flamborough this Saturday night, so. Uh, but man, I, it's so weird though. It's it's good to be back on the mic. I'm gonna be honest. It's good to. I miss doing this, even when we have a week off. It feels so weird because, like, Sunday nights, I'm like, last Sunday, oh my god, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, I need to be doing a show right now. <laughs> you know, I'm like. I was going to message you and be like, hey, do you want to do a fake show? Just to <laughs> let, let just get on Zoom. And... Let, let, let's just <laughs> like, even just like over a phone call. Let's just like I was like, but literally, let, let's just do a fake show. See what the hell comes up. See what... <laughs> it might if... be good. Uh? I said it might be good. Might be uh, not might worthy. Be a good thing that no one's listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Same way, though. Like, I was. I just I, I didn't it was weird I didn't know what to do with myself yeah. I'm like all right I'm like I I mean I could go to bed now <laughs> get ready for work no wait no because I had the next day off so I didn't even have to do that yeah I'm like I, I didn't know what to do with myself it was weird exactly oh I feel that it, it was it was so strange like it was <laughs> so weird um but don't worry next week we're, we're gonna have I'm prepping you now we're already gonna have a week off for labor day okay. um because i got the kids that weekend and we're just gonna be gonna be safer than sorry there so labor day weekend guys there's not gonna be another show but we do have the next four weeks ish of guests lined up so that's good we got a couple mm -hmm. more people that we're gonna bring on uh before we wrap up the season and again i don't even know what we're gonna do like if, if we got so, so much momentum we we may continue i don't know yet i we, we got to see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit, you know, 100 before, just after New Year's. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we really don't know yet. We don't know yet. We just we just fly by the seat of our pants here. Um, but I think that's going to be enough about us. You know, we, we already touched on the CVM stuff. Uh, Sobble stuff I already touched in. Um, 
so what do you say we bring in this week's guest? You want to you want to tell everyone a little bit about him before we bring him in here? Sure. So this week we're bringing on Claude Haggerty. And, um, he does. It's like a sponsorship program where he teaches you about sponsors and how to obtain them, how to maintain them. And I mean, I've taken his programs a few times and I thought that it's, it's something that the community needs to hear, whether you're a driver or a crew chief or just part of the team. Like it's something to take into consideration because he's got, he knows what he's doing. Like he's got a lot of, um, a lot of background with sponsorship. I mean, he's not even a driver himself. His, I mean, I'll get him to talk about it more, but he actually started out doing magic shows, which it's funny because he's like from right around where I am. And I used to go to his magic shows as a kid and he picked up sponsors for his shows. And that's, I'm not even fully sure where he got into the motorsport community, but well, we're going to find all that yeah, out. Exactly. exactly. All right, so what do you say we bring Claude in now? Sounds good. All right. Okay, everyone, we are back now with Claude Haggerty. Claude, how are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Awesome. So, I mean, we really wanted to talk about what you do and um, what you do for teams and drivers for with sponsorships, but I guess we'll just start with just introducing yourself and a little about who you are. Well, my name is Claude Hagerty. I have a very unique background in that I traveled for 36 years as a grand scale illusionist. So I did 11,000 magic shows coast to coast. And it cost me more to perform than what my clients would be able to pay. Um, and one of the reasons is because I used to bring tigers and lions and jaguars in my show in my insurance premiums, even back in 1980, was like 10,000 a month. So there's no way I could cover that. But in the same focus, the same thing as race teams that'll spend 20000 to prep a car. Hopefully they will go and win $10,000. Can't even break even. So I was kind of forced into sponsorships. And that's how, how I started with sponsorships, be, being able to fund my own magic show. But I was able to get 33,000 sponsors to say yes um, from coast to coast. So if you took a map of Canada, which is a pretty big country, and I turned my back and I gave you a pin and said, you put that pin anywhere in the map that you want, right from Whitehorse in the Yukon, right to St. John's, Newfoundland, you go put a pin wherever you want in any province, wherever you put that pin, I probably landed a sponsor within 15 minutes of where you put that pin. Jesus. So that's a pretty big statement to make when I'm saying you can put that anywhere you want. British Columbia, Alberta, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, wherever you want, you put a pin there. I've got a sponsor there before, worked with someone there before. So I learned a lot about getting sponsors. The other thing too I wanted to share is a lot of people say, well, how does that uh, associate to racing? I have sponsored a race car every single year since 1980. Uh, as an illusionist, when I retired from the illusion business, I have a sandwich shop that sponsored cars ever since 2016. I sponsor cars to this day. And I got a chance to see firsthand how drivers approach potential sponsors, how they thank us. And for many years, 
I knew that someone had to do something here. But to me, I'm just a fan, right? So I happen to be a sponsor wizard, but I, I'm a race fan. And for the longest time, I was a little bitter that the cars I sponsored really didn't give me a whole lot of value in return. I was a little bitter about that. But then I learned to realize it wasn't their fault that they really didn't know how to give me value, maybe, because no one really showed them how. So one of the cars I was sponsoring was involved in a very bad fire. And they nine race teams lost everything. And he was one of them. They lost their car, their trailers, their engines, their spare parts, everything. So I took him aside and I helped him for six weeks on how to look at sponsorships a little differently, maybe, how to simplify this. And he was able to land 21 sponsors during COVID while wow. the track was closed. Um, so he was like, holy crap, he replaced the car, replaced the engine, the trailers, everything. He, he landed 21 sponsors. And yet Merrickville's only allowed 100 spectators in the stands. And he still got 21 sponsors. Some of the sponsors he was going to ask a thousand or two, we end up getting four or five thousand by just adding one little thing to the pie, to to the value stack, right? Well, then the word started getting out, and I had a few more teams come to me and say, "I've never been sponsored before. I've been racing for twenty years. I never had one sponsor." Um, Ed from Hamilton was one of those guys, and I helped him get seven sponsors, and his grandson raised absolutely free of charge. Well, the word started getting out a little bit, so I that maybe I had a different way of looking at sponsorships. So I started a Facebook group, started helping uh, teams for free, come give you value, ask any question you want. I started putting together these one-hour workshops where I tell you everything you need to know in one hour. I charged $27 for that. 90% of the teams that attended were able to land a sponsor within 48 hours of attending that little workshop. Wow. Uh, some of them 2500 to $5,000 within 48 hours of attending. So then I started having teams come back to me and say, wow, in one hour, you taught me that. What if I worked with you on an ongoing basis over a six or eight week period where I teach them every little thing there is to know about putting this together? Megan, you and I have talked a lot about sponsorships and getting sponsors is like making a cake, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never made a cake before, go get a recipe and follow the recipe. And the first thing I will tell you is these are the things you have to have. So you grow the grocery store and you buy your eggs, you buy your milk, you buy your butter, you buy your pan, whatever ingredients. And you come back and you follow that recipe. And I might say, step one, go preheat the oven. So you go preheat the oven. Step two, Take six eggs, put them in a bowl. Step three, add a cup of this, add a cup of that, put it in the oven. And if you follow that, you get a cake. Even if you've never done mm -hmm. it before. But same thing with sponsorships. If you do A, B, C, D, E, F, the recipe that I helped to create, um, you get a sponsor deal. Now, when you make a cake, if you decide not to put in any eggs, well, don't. But you might not get a cake or... Megan, thank you for sending me a cool photo on this. If, yeah. you, have, if you happen to, because she sent me a photo on this, I love it. If you happen to put the egg in whole or cook the egg first, you might not get a cake either. And the same thing with sponsorships. You have to do this in order. And what I do is I help teams to simplify the crap out of this. And, you know, I'd love to share a few tips here if I can. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Number one. If I went in my backyard right now with a shovel and a bushel basket, 
trying to dig up potatoes, that would be very foolish because I never planted any potatoes out there. And I could go out there and look for hours or weeks. I could dig up every inch of grass in my backyard. I guarantee you there are no potatoes there. Why? I didn't plant any seeds and I didn't harvest anything. I didn't nurture that in any way. But if six weeks ago, if I would have went outside, if I would have planted potatoes or tomatoes or corn or any crop, if I would have nurtured those seeds just a little bit, I could go out there in full confidence a little time later with my shovel and a bushel basket and I could harvest that crop 100%. It is going to be there. Mm -hmm. When I explained this to Reese teams, they were like, well, this makes so much sense. I'm like, well, when you send out a proposal to a total stranger and you don't get any response whatsoever, you're wondering, hmm, I don't know what's wrong with these people. How come they didn't send me a check? Well, let me ask you a question. Did you plant a seed there in any way? Well, no, not really. Well, no. Okay. Did you nurture that relationship in any way? Well, no. Well, would he expect to harvest, my friend? Would he expect to be there? Right? Absolutely. You reap what you sow. You didn't sow, so you don't reap. Right? Here's the thing. Sponsors will only sponsor you if you can check off these three boxes. Number yeah. one, they got to know you, they got to like you, and they got to trust you. If they know you, like you, and trust you, you have a fighting chance. But if they don't know you, they're not going to send you any money because they don't really know you. If they don't like you, do you think they're going to give you a whole lot of money if they don't like you? And if they don't trust you, how much do you think they're going to give you? Let me give you an example. Let's say a total stranger emails you and says, I'm a renovator. Send me $25,000 and I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to make it look awesome. Total stranger. Would you send him the check? Uh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Why not? You don't know them. You don't like them. And you certainly don't trust them. And you certainly don't, and even if you were to go ahead, you'd want to know a little more information. Like, hmm, exactly what am I going to get? Let's see the mm -hmm. color samples. Let's see the carpeting I'm going to get. Let's see the sample of the cupboards. And you also might want to know, give me some proof that you've delivered to other people before. Mm -hmm. Who have you already done? Show me some testimonials. Show me some proof that this is for real. And the same thing with sponsorships, right? One of the best ways to get sponsors is to take care of the sponsors you already got, right? Like you should be liking their pages. You'd be sharing their content. You should be leaving them reviews. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, I get race teams that come to me for advice and I ask them, if I went to your page right now and I was a potential sponsor, I'm just kind of checking you out. Would I be blown away on the value that you're giving your existing sponsors or not so much? Hmm. If I didn't see any proof that you took care of existing sponsors, why would I give you my hard-earned money? Yeah. Right? You know, and one of the easiest ways to do this is when you go and meet with any potential sponsors is to show them that you're going to take care of them. 
one of the ways I like to take care of them um, to show them I'm going to take care of them is if you had a sponsor that's been with you for a couple of years, take some photos of your car. This is my car four years ago. This is my car three years ago. This is my car two years ago. This is my car this year. If you were called in front of a judge and jury, they called you in the court and you're standing in front of the judge and they ask you a question. Do you give value to your sponsors? And you say, yes, sir, I sure do. They say, prove it. Prove it. Well, hey, let's take our floor four grass. I call your attention to exhibit A. This is my car four years ago. This is exhibit B. This is my car three years ago, last year, and this year. Notice the same sponsor on the car four years in a row. Notice this. You know why they've been with me for four years in a row? Let me tell you why. I take care of them. And I'm going to take care of you too. Should we end up partnering together? Right? That goes such a long ways if you can just show that you're taking care of your existing sponsors. Super simple, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, go to your page and start leaving reviews, leave Google reviews, leave Facebook reviews. First of all, the sponsor that you're doing that to, they're going to be like, wow, thank you so much. Wow, that's cool value. And secondly, anybody else who is coming there to check you out will be blown away that you're taking care of that. Two, screen capture some of those photos and take those photos with you too. When you're meeting existing sponsors, this is some of the write-ups, some of the reviews I've given some of my current sponsors. And this is some of the things that you can expect should you decide to partner with me as well. Right? Mm -hmm. And here's another tip too. If sponsors will only sponsor you because they know you, like you, and trust you, which is true, by the way. Okay, if that is true, which I believe it is, why not begin your journey with sponsors that are already know us, like us, and trust us? Because we're already past our hurdle now. So mm -hmm. what are some businesses that already know, like, and trust us? Well, for example, if you have any friends or family that have a business, they already know who you are. They already know you, like you, and trust you. And I get some people say, well, I don't want to bug my friends. Are you kidding me? If I was a real estate agent and I'm your friend, and you decide not to come to me because we're friends and you don't want to bug me. So you go ask another realtor and they sponsor you. And you promote them the way you should. And they generate one lead. They sell one host. They make $37,000 commission. And you never even approach me, your friend. I'd have a problem with that. I'd have a problem with that if I was your friend. So here's my rule of thumb. I don't, there's three things I always say to begin any sponsor discussion. I say, I will not prejudge. I will not prejudge. I will not prejudge. I ask everybody. And here's the question I ask. Would you be open to the idea of you and I having a conversation to discuss an idea and perhaps we can help each other? I just gave you a million dollar invite there, by the way. Big difference between will you sponsor my race car? Because you're asking me for money and you haven't really clearly even offered any value to me. Will you give me something for me? You're asking for help, a donation, support. That post is saying, hmm, what if there's a way that you and I could benefit by helping each other? Would you be open to the idea of having a conversation what that might look like? If we can help each other, 
Let's help each other. If we can't, no big deal. At least we tried. Which one would you be most interested in talking to? Will you sponsor me? Or hey, what if we could brainstorm and come up with an idea how we can maybe help each other both get what we want? Would you be open to at least having a conversation on that? That's a, yeah. I was gonna say, that's something I've never thought of uh, looking at it that way because I've, I've, I've done on my end helping people try and find sponsorship and, you know, I've done exactly what you were saying. You know, gone up to someone like, hey, you know, started having a conversation with them, but again, never thought of going to family and friends who have small businesses mm-hmm. and, you, you know, it. That's definitely going to help me in the long run open, uh, look at it differently. At least give them the first opportunity. If they say no, they say no. If they yep. say yes, they say yes. But at least don't decide for them. Don't decide mm-hmm. on their behalf because who knows what or what not you might want to be interested in. So, you know, the one thing that we want to do is a. it's important that we don't prejudge. And, and we as drivers or athletes or whatever we're doing, we kind of undervalue ourselves too. We start thinking things like, uh, they're too big. We're too small. Maybe they can't afford it. I haven't won enough races. Um, my car is not shiny enough or whatever. We're already giving ourselves all these BS reasons why they may not do that. So by doing that, you're robbing yourself of the opportunity, but you're also robbing them of the opportunity too. So I always ask this one question, would you be open to the idea of us having a conversation to see if perhaps there's a way we can help each other mutually profit or mutually benefit? That's And and I also leave them what I call off the hook because I don't want to crawl them across as salesy because I'm certainly not. So with the understanding, hey, John, would you be open to the idea of you and I having a simple conversation to discuss an idea and how we can possibly help each other? Hey, if we can come up with something, a few ideas, hey, let's do something. We can, no harm done. No harm done. Let's just brainstorm yeah. to see what we can come up with. Right? You have a business. You're trying to grow. You're trying to create good things. I'm trying to race. And how do I help you? And how do you help me? And if I can help you in a way that makes sense, let's do something. If not, hey, no harm done. No pressure here. This might not be a fit. Yeah. Right? Now people are more eager to meet with you because they're, it's important that we don't prejudge them, but it's also important that they don't prejudge us. So if mm-hmm. I call you and say, hey, I'd like to come and talk to you about sponsorship i want to come and talk to you about marketing i want to come and talk to you about a business proposal you're like hmm well um again they're starting prejudge of all the reasons well before you come uh i want you to let you know we don't have a whole lot of money right now um you know we're getting the truck fixed and we were short a couple employees and we're behind on our taxes a little bit and covid's really beat us up a little bit so how much are you asking for anyways? And you're like, um, oh, so, uh, um, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, whatever you think is best. Presentation over. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, I'll see what we can come up with to donate to you and we'll get back to you. And it's game over. Why? Because you let them prejudge. Because you said sponsorship, you said marketing idea. They already started thinking, and yet they have no idea what you're going to offer them in exchange, right? They could have turned down the best deal ever, but they prejudged that. And why did they prejudge that? They prejudged it because we allowed them to. But if I called you and said, hey, Megan, and I have an idea how maybe you and I can help each other. 
like to drop by sometime this afternoon. Let's chat for a few minutes and see if we could brainstorm on this. What time's good for you? Right. Prejudge that. I didn't say marketing. Mm -hmm. I didn't say sponsorship. I didn't say money proposal. I just said I have an idea or maybe some ideas how we could help each other. What time's good for you? Let's, let's chat about this and see if there's a way that maybe we can help each other mutually profit or mutually benefit. Okay. It definitely it sounds a lot more professional to me than, and I know you and I, Claude, have talked about it before, that rather than the teams that post on Facebook, hey, this car, you could be part of our sponsorship. Look at all the space we have on our car. You could have your name on here. And it's nine times out of ten, it's not. Well, here's the thing. Okay. There's a difference between asking for a donation. Yeah versus creating a win-win opportunity we can mutually benefit. And many times when we ask, we come across, and in my training, as you've been part of Megan, I have a whole series, and I see them every single mm -hmm. day. Even today, I clipped out five or six examples of what not to do with sponsors, right? Yeah. Um, because they they don't give value back in front of the sponsors. And here's another one, too. There's a common one. There's so much I can share here, and I don't want to go over my time with you folks here, but I see a lot of teams that win or posting. They had a great night, and they say, thank you to all my sponsors. They thank their mom, their dog, their crew, their aunt, their uncles, the water boy, the water truck. They thank everybody, and they just say, oh, thank you, sponsors. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. spell them out man one by one who are they why should people appreciate them right just say thank you sponsors that gives absolute zero value back to a sponsor that's how you lose a sponsor don't even mention their name give me a break and and by the way too just at the end of your post if you put hashtag this sponsor hashtag that sponsor hashtag that sponsor that gives absolute zero value back to a sponsor if I own a tow truck business, if I own a sandwich shop, if I own a restaurant and you put hashtag great restaurant, you think people are going to come to my restaurant tomorrow? No chance. I'd rather see you take each of your sponsors and go to your own Facebook page and just put their logo, one logo, and tell your friends why this business is awesome. Hey, folks, I, if you're looking for sandwiches, you need to go to this restaurant. They have the freshest bread. Like their soup is to die for. They have the best blueberry pie. And I highly recommend it. Oh, by the way, yes, they do sponsor me too. But the main reason you go there is because they're friggin' awesome. Mm -hmm. Right? You start doing things like this, that gives way more value to your sponsors. Now, two, when you're working on the car, don't be afraid to go live on Facebook. Hey, here we are today. We're doing this. We're changing tires. We're tweaking this. We're tweaking that. And while we're here kind of updating you on what we're doing with the car, I want to give a shout out to my realtor sponsor. He or she is wicked. They've been with my family for years, blah, blah, blah. If you're ever looking for a realtor, call them. Tomorrow, you're doing another Facebook Live. Here we are. We're loading up, getting ready to go to... Uh, Ransomville or wherever you're going and we're all loading up here getting ready and today I'd like to thank this particular company um, not only do they sponsor me but you know I get my oil chains here every month the last seven years they're always bang on top notch highly recommended right send a couple customers or friends over there can you imagine if a couple of people started going over to that business and said I'm here because Megan's highly recommended that I come 
right? Mm -hmm. Even if you went to your Facebook following and you've got a thousand followers or 500 friends, you ask all your followers, you want to help me and my team? You want to do something awesome, everybody? Good. Go to this page and like their page for me. Can you imagine tomorrow a business opening up their Facebook account? They found out 400 people just like their page overnight because you asked them to. That's how you take care of your sponsors. That's how you attract more sponsors too. So super simple. I mean, this is not probably the um, strategies people are thinking about, but this is how I help people all over the world to nail sponsors with confidence currently working with 75 race teams. Those 75 race teams I'm helping right now will generate an extra $2 million this year, 20 to 40 grand a piece by following these simple strategies, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess it, you covered a lot of yeah. questions I was going to ask, but um, <laughs> kind of building on that, like what, what kind of things could teams or drivers do or give, like other than just putting a sponsor's name on your car like what else can we do to give back and have this win-win situation and keep obtaining and maintaining these sponsors that's a great question that is an amazing question you know the first of all i always try to make sure that people i do business with get two to ten times what i what i ask of them and i want to be able to demonstrate um, first of all, in advance, because again, remember the renovator coming to your house, one twenty-five, thirty grand. You're not going to give them the money unless you spell it out, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to spell it out. How I'm going to give you two to three, two to ten times in value back. Okay. So for example, let's say, let's say you went to the radio station or in the newspaper or anybody like that, and say, tell you what, I want you to partner with me, sponsor me, and rather than giving me a thousand dollars a check, how about you give me a thousand dollars of airtime to, to thank my sponsors? And they're like, okay, make it, we'll do that with you. So now you go to your realtor uh, agent and say, what if you sponsor me for a thousand dollars? But first thing I'll do, how about I mention you on a thousand dollars with the radio ads? I'll just mention you every time I go on the air, I'll, I'll thank you. So now you're giving me a thousand and I've given you a thousand dollars in radio ads. So now we're kind of even. But what if I um, thank you every single week on a Facebook Live? What if I left you some Google reviews? Facebook reviews. What if I could get 25 of my followers to go leave you a five-star review? What if I could, um, here's another great one that I love to do. You know, there are times when I sponsored a race car, there was 15 sponsors on the car, me being one of them. And still I started teaching this, not one time, not one time, not one time was I ever introduced to the other sponsors on the car. For shame, for shame, for shame, for shame, for shame, for shame. If you have 10 or 15 sponsors on your car, or even one sponsor, two sponsors, and they're awesome people, and you love them, and they love you, and they're amazing people, why wouldn't you want them to get to know each other and help mm -hmm. each other to build their own little win-win cross-promotions and friendships all attached to you? One of the biggest things you could do is find ways of bringing them together. Here's a couple quick ideas, right? Have a Facebook page just with all your sponsors on it. 
so you can keep them updated um, all in one time. Hey, folks, I'm going to be over here. I'm doing this. I'm going to be in a parade. I'm, I'm doing different things with the car, and I want you to be there. Two, do a meet and greet. One of the things I did with some of the teams I worked with, for example, let's say they went to a brewery that might be one of their sponsors. They arranged a car show. Um, and they have a couple cars there, but invite all your sponsors out to an event. And we all stood around the car, um, which I taught him how to do. And I got to participate, so kudos, it worked. Mm -hmm. And we stood around the car, and he's like, this is Claude. He owns a, a they have the freshest sandwiches in town. This is John. He's a realtor. If you're looking for a home, this is the guy to go see. If you're looking for auto body, this is the guy. If you're looking for car detailing, these are the people right here you need to know. And we, they had some drinks and some burgers and fries. And we went around and got a chance to meet all those other businesses, right? As a business owner, it's amazing. Um, I Like I own a sandwich shop, but I would love to know a, a kick-ass accountant, a kick-ass bookkeeper, a kick-ass marketer, somebody who can do mechanics or tires or oil or veterinarian or dentist or a restaurant, any of those things. Why? They'll benefit my family and B, they could benefit my business. And if there was a way I could network with these people and what does it cost you to bring your sponsors together? Zero dollars by introducing them and let them be friends. You do that. They will attract other friends who also want to be part of this group where we're all helping each other. Right. Mm -hmm. You surround yourself with 10 or 15 people that you can trust that are all very good at mechanics, dentistry, veterinarian, this, that, life sure gets a whole lot easier, my friend. And whatever you want to do, because I just go to him, I go to them, her, I go to them, because we're friends of a friend, and, and we made this friendship through the race team. So that is something unbelievably easy and yet super powerful. Okay. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're a real estate agent and you sell one house, you're going to make 20,000 commission. But when you sell a house, you don't get your commission unless, the real, unless your client can go get a mortgage. They can't go to the bank and get a mortgage. They don't get the home and you don't get your big fat commission. So what if you brought in a mortgage agent that has access to private money that can help that realtor to close more real estate deals? Mm-hmm. Mm. But so that's of interest, right? Mm -hmm. And if they happen to be sponsors of your two, and now maybe they need a financial plan or maybe they need somebody that does zoning or appraisals or someone that does home inspections and they might recommend someone else to help them in their own personal business. But that's also another kick-ass sponsor for you and your race team too, by bringing these people together a little more than putting a sponsor, a, a sticker on a car, right? Yeah. I mean- Something you said kind of reminded me too, which I feel like is something that's important. I see teams do this. Like, do you want to just talk about why it's important to have, you know, from each different groupings, I guess we could call it, like why it's important not to have two mechanics on your car, two real estate agents, and how you can make those sweeter deals with what those. What I like to do, and everybody has their different philosophies, um, I can only share with you what has helped me to do a couple hundred grand in sponsors every year in 30 years straight. Mm -hmm. I've helped entertainers all over the world get sponsors, and I've helped race teams all over the world get sponsors too. So I can only share what has worked with me. Um, can you please just re repeat that last part of the question again? So I want to make sure I get this right here. 
Yeah. So like I see a not a lot of teams, but I do see some teams that will go and put like two different restaurants on their car. Okay. And I just kind of wanted to explain to people why it's important not to do that and how you can make it a sweeter deal with just one. Yeah. What those- I like to what I like to do, and this is something that I help Megan with and, and part of the training she's been involved with. But me personally, I like to only have one sponsor in each category. So I, I, I would only have one veterinarian. I would only have one um, dentist. I'd only have one flower shop. I might have a more than one restaurant, but but I would, might have a one pizza shop, one mm-hmm. sandwich shop, one fine dining or a different something that didn't where they didn't compete against each other. And what I like to do, you know, one of the steps like, you know, when we talked about baking that cake and then getting that recipe to bake that cake, right? One of the steps is creating urgency. And you have to create urgency because if you don't get them to come on board sooner than later, they'll put it off for quite some time and they lose out and you lose out because they never get around to closing this. So what I like to do is saying, I only have one of each category and I simply make it first come first serve. Okay, so I only want one dentist and it's first come, first serve. I only want one pizza shop as first come, first serve. So when I go to someone and you want to think about it, you go ahead because I'm not going to pressure you in any way. Nothing worse than I go meet with a sponsor. Let's say say you go meet with a realtor and they're like, oh, Megan, this is the greatest thing I ever heard. I am so going to do this. And then a week or two goes down and you didn't hear back. Now you're not really sure. Do I call them? Do I wait? And you think, well, maybe I'll follow up. Well, then you think, well, crap. I don't want to sound desperate. I'll give it another day. So you wait a couple more days, no response. So then maybe then you put your big girl pants on and you email them and they don't email you back. And you're like, well, crap. Do I ask somebody else? Do I, I don't want to bug them? And now you're kind of in a very awkward position. And there's no right way how to get past that. So to eliminate that and I've learned some of these things the hard way. This is why I'm able to teach this because I didn't read this in a book. I've done this my whole life. So I try to eliminate that right off the beginning so that doesn't happen to me. So now when I show someone this opportunity, um, this is who I am. This is where I come to to see if we can mutually help each other. Here's how I'm going to give you two to 10 times in value. And I'm going to lay it out for you like I'm in the court of law. This is how I hope to deliver you massive value in return. Should you decide to partner with me? Again, this might not be for you. And at the end, I'm only looking for one of these. If you say yes, this is yours. If you want to think about it, you can think about it as long as you need to. Talk to whoever, consult who, sleep on it, pray on it, do whatever you need to do. And when you're ready, you come back and see me. And if by chance... If by chance, this opportunity is still available, it's all yours. But if by chance, this opportunity is no longer available, perhaps you and I can maybe do something down the road. Zero pressure here. Mm -hmm. But now, once I show you, I have no hesitation in going to another realtor saying, hey, this is what I have. This is what I'm looking for. This is how the one realtor I partnered with is going to benefit. And it's first come, first serve. And you're like, I want to think Mm -hmm. about it. Think about it. I go to option number three. Right? I've had times Mm -hmm. where people have emailed me and I had two emails in one day. An email at 1 p.m. saying I'm in. 
and one at 104 saying I'm in. I go to the back of the one that was at 1 p.m. Looking forward to doing business with you. The one at 104, I am so sorry. This opportunity is no longer available because it's first come, first serve. Have I lost maybe four or five sponsors by doing that? Yes, I have. Have I gained 33,000 sponsors to say yes by doing that? Yes, I have. It's first come, first serve with mm -hmm. zero pressure. Even the even my classes, when I consult, I help 12 teams at a time. I go through a six-week process with them. First come, first serve. When the seats are full, we're done. Wait to the next one. First mm -hmm. come, first serve. So I don't know if that answered your question, but that's kind of how I do that. And it mm -hmm. gives them amazing value too. And two, because we, if you reach out to people that you know, like, and trust, and they already know, like, and trust you, like, like I mentioned, you can go to them and saying, one of the reasons I come to you first is because we go to the same church. We live on the same street. Our kids play hockey together. Whatever the reason may be, or I know you, or we have a mutual friend, whatever it may be, I give, I'm, I'm here to give you the first opportunity. If you like this, we'll chat, see if we can help each other. If we can come up with something, let's do something. You have the first opportunity to this. And if it's not for you, say no. Offer it to another realtor, another dentist, another mechanic. But I wanted to make sure that you had the first dips on this. Super simple. Mm -hmm. And that also creates a little urgency too, because they're like, oh crap, uh, I, can, I can probably meet you today. I posted them saying, well, I'll just email me something, you know. So, mm -hmm. That's all. I, I, I know I've thrown a lot here at you folks today, and hopefully yeah. I, I didn't go over this a little bit, but you know, I'm very <laughs> passionate about helping race teams to get real results. And you know, here's another thing too I like to talk about is proposals, right? Like I'm not mm -hmm. a big proponent of proposals, Megan. You know, my training, I, I do mm -hmm. encourage people not to send out proposals. Um, and one of the reasons is because it's that no like and trust factor. Again, you start sending proposals to folks. It's like you emailing someone saying, Hey, send me twenty five thousand to come renovate your house. They're like, ah, mm -hmm. no thanks, no thanks, right? And if you go meet with them in person, they get to know you like and trust you. So rather than sending out a proposal, I'd rather sit down with someone, let's brainstorm on how we can possibly help each other. And if we can come to an agreement, let's write up a simple agreement based on our conversation, not on a proposal on some of the things I think you might want, right? Mm -hmm. And I know for a lot of teams and me personally in the past, one of my hardest part with approaching sponsors is just that fear. So like, do you have any tips for how to get over that fear of talking to potential sponsors? Um, here's one. Okay. I approach people I already know they can trust. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of reduces the fear because I already know them. I already, like, we already have a relationship. Two, I'm not going to pass any judgment. I'm going to ask us one question. Would you be open to us having a conversation to see if there's a way we can help each other? They say yes, they say yes. If they say no, they say no. I don't have to fear that because it's going to be yes or it's going to be no. And if they say yes, I'm going to show them. If they say no, I'm going to approach somebody else. So I don't have to fear that because um, what's if they say no, I'm just going to approach someone else, really. Okay. Another thing you could do to uh, eliminate the fear is go practice your presentation with somebody like a friend, mm -hmm. um, a parent, uh, your neighbor. 
go practice a presentation in front of your dog. <laughs> but just practice it a few times and knowing, right? And rather than making it a presentation, make it more of a conversation. Hey, let's brainstorm to see if there's a way maybe we can help each other here. Mm-hmm. So that takes away of me trying to memorize my script because I'm going to go in and say all the, like a presentation, right? You know, yeah. we call it like best friend pinky swear marketing. If you were going to talk to your best friend or one of your best friends about helping each other, you wouldn't um, go in there making it like a sales pitch because they're like, why are you talking like that? Right? What's right? Like, what what the hell? Like, why are you talking to me like a salesperson? You would just Mm -hmm. go talk to them. And this is how you want to go in. Um, So just go in and again, um, approach people you already know, practice a few times. Um, if, if you came with someone else, uh, make sure that you have some proof that you can deliver, be confident that way. Um, one of the best ways, um, and again, I'm not here to promote my program, but having a guy like me help you with your presentation would probably go a long ways, help me uh, make sure it's priced properly and all that kind of stuff. But go talk to people you already know. Here's another thing too. If you could give them value in advance, so before you even approach them, write some reviews for them. Um, send them a customer. Be a customer yourself. And sometimes when you leave them value, it doesn't have to be even earth-shattering. Here's an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm going to approach a dentist. I might go on YouTube and I might search for funny video dentists, funny dentist video. And I might find five or six. Oh, my God, there's one that's hilarious. I might send it to my doctor. Hey, Dr. Smith, I was just on YouTube today. I saw this funny video and I thought of you right away. Enjoy it. Have a nice day. So I sent it to them. They sent it back. Oh, my God, Claude, that was friggin' funny. Thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Have a nice day. That's it. Mm -hmm. I didn't plant them. You know, I'm not there to sell them a sponsorship or anything like that. I'm just creating value for them. Hey, maybe the next day I might go lead them. I might like one of their posts. Next day I might share one of their posts. A couple of days later, I might lead them a review. I might go recommend them to somebody who might go in and ask them some questions saying, yeah, Juan sent me here saying you're awesome. If I was then to reach out and saying, hey, I have an idea how maybe you and I can help each other, would they would they be more or less interested in talking to me when I've already been giving them results in advance? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest things when we're talking to sponsors, we're trying to convince them that we can help them. One of the best ways you can convince them you can help them is to help them. Mm-hmm. Right? Why do I have a Facebook group with 1,900 teams, why do I operate that for free? So people get to know me, like me, and trust me. Mm-hmm. So I get to know them, like them, and trust them so that hopefully one day we can partner together and I can help them to implement this and we both can benefit by doing so, right? Why do I come on your podcast? So people get to know me, like me, and trust me so that I can help them to to see if there's an opportunity where we can mutually benefit by helping each other, by giving them results in advance. Super Mm -hmm. simple, right? Again, if I planted potatoes, 
and I nurture that relationship, those seeds, I could go out there with full confidence looking to harvest. Same thing, if I give people results in advance, that's by planting seeds. I nurture that relationship by being a good person, just doing nice things for them, helping them, sending them customers, leaving them reviews, things like that. It doesn't cost mm -hmm. you anything, right? One of the things I teach my program, I take their I take their logo and I make them a couple of cool animated videos. Hey, I did something really cool with your logo. Check it out. They're like, oh my God, awesome. I'm like, yeah, use it any way you want. They're like, wow, this is so amazing. Right? All I'm doing is making friends. Mm -hmm. Like giving them value in advance. So Megan, you know, I'm trying like I'm here to help any team that wants to be helped. And I offer a free consultation. You can talk to me for half hour, ask any questions. I do it for free. All I ask is show up. Right. If I'm gonna give up family time and come and sit in front of my computer to meet with you, help you for free, show up. Or at least mm -hmm. give me a back, I'm not gonna be there. You can go to chatwithclaude.com. Book a time, I'll consult with you for free. Ask any question you want. Now, and I'll give you the strategies for free. Now, if you want me to help you to implement that afterwards on an ongoing basis, I have a couple different programs. One of them, I help you for an hour by giving you the recipe, everything. And I only charge $27 for that. There's a million dollars of advice. I charge $27. The only reason I charge $27 is so people watch it. When I give it for free, they never opened it. Mm -hmm. There's a million dollars of advice and people never open it because they were too busy. So I charge them 27 bucks. Now they watch it. And the, and the those who attended, I uh, even have this automated now so you can watch it anytime. People get sponsors within a couple of days. And then mm -hmm. for those who want me to help them even beyond that, I help them over a six week to a year period. And they're looking at under 500 bucks for my help for the whole year. Mm -hmm. Cool. that's kind of what I do, right? You know, help yeah. people wherever level they are. But for free or $27 or a couple hundred dollars or whatever, um, I encourage people to chat, chat with me to find out where they're at. I give them some simple strategies that they could use. And if they want my help further, again, if it's a win-win, we'll do something. If not, no harm done. Same thing as mm -hmm. what I've been sharing with you folks here, you know. But I believe that we can do better and we need to get this under control and we need to take care, better care of our sponsors or there will be no sponsors and there will be no racing. So because mm -hmm. it happens all the time. So, you know, start thanking your sponsors and two, if by chance you happen to get that checker flag and they hand you that microphone, you got 45 seconds. Don't waste time thanking your dog. I mean, thank those who got you there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. I just thought those okay, I, I'm, I'm yeah. serious, right? Make that count because you may not get that microphone again. Yep. And, and just don't mm -hmm. say their name. Say, folks, you know, I know I'm, I know you folks are pressed for time, but I got six sponsors. But hey, when it comes to life insurance, go see Joanne. She's been helping my family for years the best. You're looking for veterinarians? I highly recommend this doctor and here's why. And, and you thank your sponsors that way. This restaurant, they have the best soup. They have the best breakfast. They have the best this. They are, you will get a five-star customer service. Every, and that's why you should go there. You mm -hmm. want people to set up in the stands going, oh my God, I need to sponsor that team. That's how, that's why I want you to talk about me. Two, videotape yourself thanking your sponsors at the finish line. Send it to your sponsors afterwards. Hey, John, I don't know if you were there or not, but I wanted you to hear firsthand how I told the whole stadium people how awesome you are. You do things like that for your sponsors, they're going to be like, wow, they're not going anywhere. But when you win the checkered flag and you say, thanks, sponsors, that you don't mention them, 
some guy sitting up in that stand is going, hmm, maybe next year I'll take that 2500 and maybe I'll do something else. And next year they'll just tell you, no thanks. And you don't even yeah. know why. You don't even know why. So, And I mean, John and I, we just talked about that on here a few weeks ago, though. I mean, John himself has had a lot of a lot of drivers this year go to victory lane. And I think every single one of them, every time has mentioned his Jomo media. And I know to see John that happy, like, why wouldn't you want to give that, that, that moment to your sponsors? Cause like they got you there. So exactly, exactly. give it to them. Exactly. Like it's nice to hear. So, but I mean, I feel like everything that you've talked about on here is, I mean, it just gets, it's the, just the top layer. Like there's so much more to it. And I really hope that people take this and they, cause I've personally, I think I've done, I've done your six week program and I've done, I think it was the hour session too. And it changed my entire outlook on sponsors. And I just, I really hope that people, um, and drivers and teams take this opportunity with you. So do you want to just tell them where they can get into contact with you to learn? I will like, do that. Lot more? Yeah. Um, before I give you that information, Megan, I also want mm -hmm. to thank you personally for being a voice for mental health. Uh, that is such a big topic right now. And there are so many mm -hmm. people affected by this. And the majority of them, are embarrassed to reach out for help and they suffer alone and mental health crisis is an all-time high so kudos to you for um being a leader in that topic i think you personally are going to change lives and if you can save one life then it's worth mm -hmm. doing and between me and you miss megan that has sponsors all over it too sponsors will mm -hmm. gravitate towards you for the good that you're doing and any other team listen to this, right? Don't be afraid to benefit a local nonprofit group or somebody other than yourself through your racing program because people want to do good and they want to sponsor people who are doing good, right? So at least keep that up, Megan. And I'm glad that this podcast has given you a platform where you could be a bigger voice on that. And I hope that those you work with give you that opportunity to leverage that. So that's the first thing I will say. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so kudos on that. And hopefully your partner backs me up on that hundred percent because um, it, it's much needed. Uh, so one of the best ways to um, meet with me is just go to chatwithclaude.com. And all that is, is my appointment calendar. And each week I go into my calendar and these are the times that I'm available. One of the things I like about this program, it takes time zones in effect. So if someone's listening to this in the US or Florida or they're out California or wherever, when they go on, they might see clouds available on Sunday at 4 p.m. But my calendar will say 7 p.m. But their calendar, but someone watching me in Central Time will say 6 p.m. Mountain Time will say 5 p.m. And, and mm -hmm. vice versa. So whenever they go on, it's always in their time. So they just pick a time that's available for them and they book their time. As soon as they do that, my program automatically sends them the Zoom link that will connect. It automatically sends them a, um, a reminder uh, an hour before a meeting. Hey, you're meeting with Claude. Here's the link. Right. We chat. Let's find out where you're at. I'll help you for free. At the end of our session, if you want me to help further, you can ask me if I want to help further. I might recommend that you 
I might just give you a couple tips or I might invite you to work with me a little more closely. Perhaps this $27 workshop would be all you need. Perhaps I can help you over a few weeks to make sure that you're contacting the right people, that you're contacting the right way, that you're, um, what you're offering them is an irresistible offer, that you have a, a good proposal, that you have um, the contracts the way you need it. You know how to price your sponsorship. And once I help you do that, now you can go in with 100% confidence because you know you got this now, mm -hmm. right? It'd be like you on the track, if the car is not handling the turns 100%, you don't go into the pits and rip the whole front end apart. You tweak that ever so slightly. But having someone with experience who knows that, first of all, Megan, you should be using this tool, not this tool. Use it mm -hmm. like this. And let me show you what to do. And you're like, oh, my God. What's that worth to have someone who's already, um, say, say you had somebody who's already done $5 million in winnings. They give you a tip to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I've done more than that in sponsorships. So I would give you a tip. There's a reason why I want you to do it this way. And there's a reason why you should use this tool. Hey, feel free to go make your own mistakes, but don't make the same mistakes I've already paid for. Let me show you how mm -hmm. to do this. Right. So, so if you go to chatwithclaude.com, uh, that'll give me my appointment book. I also have a free Facebook group um, that I, I can give you a link to that we can post below this video. You can ask questions there for free. But the best thing is make an appointment. Let's chat to see where you're at. Let me help you specifically. And if you want me to help you, and again, do I look like the high pressure guy? <laughs> no, <laughs> right? If we can help each other, let's help each other. If we can't, then let's not. But let's chat to see where you're at and what you need. And um, if I can help you a little bit, so like those I work with pay me on an ongoing pay, pay me between three and 500 bucks on the average. Mm -hmm. My average student does 25 to 40 grand afterwards. They pay me three to 500 bucks to put that in place. I don't feel really bad about them in, investing a little bit into this, a little skin in the game commitment. Right. So I feel like it, it'll help them in the long run. Um, I wanted, I've been waiting for a while to piggyback. I'm not going to lie here. Uh, and it's, it's not you clock because I, I know Megan was supposed to be leading this. Um, so for myself, I'm on the promotion side to help, you know, we, we got 30 some drivers this year. We're trying to help promote all of them. Um, you know, Megan touched on it too. Like I'm, I, you know, every time someone mentions Joe media in, in victory lane, I'm, I'm ecstatic because I'm so proud of all the drivers that we work with. Um, even as a promoter for, for drivers, you know, there's things that we can, that I can do for, for my drivers to help gain their value as well. And it's not always just, uh, it, cause as much as it, you know, sometimes it's one way street, you're, you're trying to help out both sides, right? It has to uh, be win-win. If it's not win-win, then why do this? Right. Yeah. It has to be win-win. And, and the thing is, is that a good transaction is where both sides walk away the winner. Yeah. Right. Because if there's a winner and there's a loser, then the loser doesn't really make all that eager to participate in. But if, but if I can help you and you can help me and you can do what you want in a, in a better fashion, race more, race more often, go farther away, whatever. And if you could actually send me some business or help me generate business that actually helps my business, then this is a win-win. Yeah. My business is growing. And two, if you can help me grow my business, maybe next year, well, here's the thing. Okay. Somebody sponsors you for a thousand dollars. 
and you give them five to 10 times in results. So let's say they give you a thousand, you yep. give them $5,000 in value back. So next year, like, hmm, I gave him a thousand. He gave me 5,000 in value. So next year, they give you 2,500. So you give them 20,000 in value. What do you think happens the year after? They're like, hmm. Yeah. I have a question. What if I give you 10 grand? That's stupid. Right? But yep. you got to show them why this is worth it. And this, when you partner with me, this is what you get in return. And they partner with you again. This is what they got in return. Let them do their own math. Yeah. Right? Because uh, I like for myself, you you touched on it. You know how you were saying how um, someone you were sponsoring, you, you went to a car show for them. And all their sponsors were circled around the car and you guys were making connections that way, which is, which is hysterical to me because recently for Joe media, we were invited to a uh, car show or not. It wasn't a car show. So it was a market. We kind of made it a car show because we brought a few of our teams and something that was always in my mind when I started Joe media was to help the drivers in return as much as they're going to help me promote Joe media and, and what I do. The one thing I was looking to do and and help grow even the drivers was, you know, rent a, a fairground kind of thing for a day and have all the drivers bring their cars and invite, tell them to invite their sponsors to help them set up and bring them, bring um, a space to set up tents and stuff like that. So that way they can be out there selling and promoting as well their own business, because I felt like that might be a good combination. I agree, but don't rent the fairgrounds, get it sponsored, my friend. <laughs> Well, <laughs> get a sponsor. Don't pay for shit. Get a I know. I know. I, okay. That that was my thought process, like renting, but like at least getting a, a fairground venue. So that way it's large enough for the teams to come out and enough area for all their sponsors. And that way, again, you can, you can cross make you can cross connections. Right. Exactly. exactly. You know, if there's a guy, Barry, you know, Oh, Oh, you know, Oh yeah. I know so-and-so from Flambro. They go down, they start talking. Who knows? Now that guy's got two sponsored cars. Right. Or, you know, they make a connection for the following year. It's it's one of those things that help create that cycle. Right. Well, here's another thing. OK. And I'd love to talk to you because I have an idea for you, too. But oh, no. A whole other topic. But uh, <laughs> okay. there's a the whole other conversation. But we should talk one day, my friend, because I have an idea for you. But you okay. know, here's the thing. OK. But here's the thing. Right. Even if your 30 teams were to help each other in a way where if one driver were to post something about his sponsor, if all 30 teams went liked and shared that, or maybe not share it, I can see why you might not want to share it, yep. but at least liked it or commented on it, and you all did it for each other, how much value would that give to you, your teams? Yeah. Just by saying, hey, when, you know, when Megan posts, I'm going to go like it. When yep. Fred posts, I'm going to go like it. When they post, I post, they're going to go like it or comment on it or somewhat just to kind of get the traction rolling. Because a lot of people don't want to be the first one to comment and all that kind of stuff either. <laughs> just right. But if you can help each other that way, it's better for racing and it's better for the teams and it's better for the sponsors. Just create those win-win opportunities, right? You know what? I, I'll i definitely have to add you on Facebook after this. So that way we can, uh, uh, I, I can, I can hear what you have to say about <laughs> Uh, uh, moving forward here. Um, anyways, Megan, I, I, that's all pretty much I had to say for right now. Megan, you want to take back over here? Yeah, I think I think I <laughs> covered like all I the. Think we have. I think we have I... covered a fair bit here. You know, I, I encourage people to reach out chapelclaw.com, book an appointment with me. Let's chat about where you're at with zero pressure. Um, see if I can help you move forward. 
uh, to, um, I'll post a link beyond below here for my, I also have another uh, page. If you can go to raceforfree.info, there's some free training on there. You can access a $27 workshop if you want to invest $27. Uh, again, most people land at a sponsor within 48 hours of attending that workshop. So if it's not worth 27 bucks, please don't go there and do that because you're probably end up with another sponsor. Uh, and mm -hmm. then if you want to work with me further, you reach out and we'll talk about what that might look like. But you know, I, I'm certainly the no pressure guy. I only work with those who really want to work with me. And same thing with sponsorships. If somebody doesn't mm -hmm. really want to partner with you, then don't work with them. Only yeah. work with those that you really want to work with. And this is why go out with people that you know, like, and trust. You already have that friendship. You already have that relationship. Start with them. And then once you get some credibility and confidence, you can go whatever you want. But in the beginning, start with off. In the beginning, start with people that you already have that know, like, and trust factor. It will be so much easier. Right? <laughs> give them value in advance. Invite them to chat. Create that irresistible offer, showing them how you're going to give them way more than they give you and make it first come, first serve. Like, that's it. That's the recipe right there. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I think you have a lot of one, value. One thing I want people to understand, I do not sell secrets. I don't sell secrets. I don't sell the recipe. What I sell you is my 40 years of experience on how to implement this so you get real results with your team. Mm -hmm. Right? everybody's at a different spot. Everybody has things of value to offer that other teams may not. Right. So by all I, I help each team do is to figure out what they add, what do they got to offer and how can we leverage that so that they get sponsors and how do we leverage that? So those that we partner with get massive results. Right. So mm -hmm. Megan, I really appreciate the opportunity to join you guys here tonight. It's been a, it's been a blast. So. Yeah. I appreciate it. I really feel like it's, it's something that, all teams need to take into consideration and learn more about because there's a lot of teams out there that are racing from their own pocket when they, they don't have to be. And I mean, this is information like you have really valuable information and I just felt like it needed to be out there and shared. So I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, just, um, I just encourage people to reach out, chatwithclaude.com. Let's see where you're at, see if I can help you in some way. I encourage folks to support your podcast, and I look forward to listening in again. And if I can help you further, I'd love to come back again and, and be a guest again. And mm. um, so I appreciate what you folks are doing to help teams. And it's kind of nice that we're all from the same area here in Ontario and that we could gather together. And hopefully this will help people all over the world. I'll share this on my groups, and this will be available to teams far and wide. So, And hopefully it brings people back to your podcast as well. So. Mm -hmm. it's definitely just another win-win situation for all of us <laughs> very good very good so good night folks i really appreciate being on the interview and if i can help you again please reach out and um and make sure we chat some more because i have some ideas for you too my friends <laughs> sounds good i appreciate it john Megan, right. thank you so much good night guys thanks a lot thank yeah. you good night all right guys that was uh claude Haggerty from uh chatwithclaude.com uh, all his links for uh, where you guys can find them are going to be uh, down below in the video and as well as uh, in the posting on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Man, that was actually, I we didn't talk a whole lot, but like we got, we heard a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, I'm going to, I've brought it up in the past and this is the, one of the best things I've ever listened to and heard is as media, sometimes the best thing to do is just sit back and shut up. 
and actually let the person talking talk. Mm -hmm. And I think we did a great job of that today. Yeah. You know, and Claude took the time and explained to us how certain things are and, and how they're going to help any drivers or teams trying to find sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I thought it was a good interview. You did a great job. So I'm really proud of you for that. You're going to be leading another one here in a couple weeks here when we have your dad come on. So that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I feel uh, I feel like that one's going to be like, even though it's my dad, it's going to be a little more difficult because I know. But that's the thing is like, it's going to be a conversation, right? Yeah. And I feel like your dad's going to be able to sink himself into it and enjoy the conversation. I, Definitely. He's been prepping, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good uh, we're gonna have a good time and i can just feel it already mm -hmm. um what is that sorry guys i just had a squirrel moment <laughs> i was trying to figure out what was underneath um uh, a stand over here real quick because it was underneath and this this is all i saw was a white was a white backing megan can you guess what this is it looks like a sticker i what don't kind know of sticker Kind of, I kind of tilted. I'm kind of tilting the sticker a little bit. It kind of looks like the shell of a CVM, but I'm like not a hundred percent sure. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I found a spare one in my car or in my backpack after a while, and I forgot I bought a couple of them when they were at Flamborough in 2020. Mm. And uh, found it in my backpack recently, <laughs> so I just left up here. I for completely, completely forgot about it. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, for the squirrel moment. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I know it's always so weird because when we record on Sundays, I feel like we never know where we're going to be the following week. So like, it's kind of weird that we have to play. Like, and when you guys listen to him on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever you, listen, whenever you guys listen to this, it's weird announcing where we're going to be a week in advance on the show. <laughs> but like, you know where we're going to be at the same time. It, like, I, it, it's weird because we sometimes we don't even know. I, I know where I'll be pretty much every weekend when the mm -hmm. CVMs are running at Flamborough. Megan, I'm unsure of because they're running kind of a part time schedule. But you guys are also looking to travel as far as I know and, and, and enjoying some other tracks, which I feel this is not a dig on you because this is a dig on me as well. Mm -hmm. what the hell happened what the hell happened this year i know okay i thought about that the other day too like literally like, yesterday i'm like hey i said i was going out to all these different tracks this year <laughs> before the car was ready just to watch yeah and i i made it out to flamborough ashwigan and Maryville. <laughs> like like that's it yeah that that and was I'm my thought process too and i'm like we're in august and I've only been to Flamborough, Oshwegan, and Sobel. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't been to Sunset yet. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Delaware yet. I haven't been to Meritville. I haven't been to Meritville this year. You know what? 27th, I'm going to Meritville. August 27th, you guys are going to find me in Meritville. Guaranteed. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm gonna. I gotta talk to the girlfriend to confirm that. But we very likely. We're, I think we might end up at Maryville on on the Saturday. Um, 
I've had I've had two guys now ask me to come out to uh Oshwigan on Friday nights and put a GoPro in their cars. That'd be a cool view. But you know here's the problem. In the CVMs, it appears that my GoPros have a curse. Yeah. You you, you know Megan knows about this. Like so, I first I don't want your camera in. Hold on. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. First of all, I think I jinxed the one because I said I'm like it went into victory lane two weeks in a row. Yeah. And then guess what? In in feature racing last night on Saturday Night Flame, bro, Adam Ross in the 44 went for a spin, pulled it off the track. In the second feature, mm-hmm. uh Jake Gilbert blew a motor going into three, wrecked his car. But if I go anywhere else with my GoPros, if it's not a freaking event that like I'm really a part of. Yeah. But I'm a part of to grab footage like Sobble. I was there. I was grabbing footage after footage. Mm-hmm. And, but there was no issues. That's weird. So I swear, like, there's tons of, I'm thinking, like, you know what? Maybe these GoPros are cursed in the CVMs. But, like, in other divisions at other tracks, it's not a big deal. I'm going to have to, and, like, bring some safe to the track and like clap <laughs> freaking camera or something like <laughs> and here's the other thing too rodney had this one my hero seven in mm. the first feature and he went for a spin on the opening lap and then pulled <laughs> off the track because he had a, a fuel leak or uh, he had a fuel pressure issue so when i walked down there after the first feature he's like you didn't give me the crappy one did you <laughs> you i have the good one purely in my hand i'm like no, I'm <laughs> got out. Yes, you got the curse. Yeah, because <laughs> the last time he ran, he uh-huh. ran, he ran the best I think he's ever had in the CVMs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like this one should be good for you. Boy, was I wrong. Oh. so I. It's so tough because I wanted to keep continue doing these videos because on YouTube they do they they're doing quite well. Hmm. I just dropped that other one probably about four or five hours ago. It is already up to 60, 65 views. That's awesome. I'm getting roughly almost 300 views for the in-car stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate reason sometimes, but you know what? Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So the vlogs are done. The vlogs are killed. It is all now in-car as we're preparing for an end-of-year video, which, of course, because of the guys I've been riding along with lately, got some great content yeah i feel sorry for them and i feel bad for them but i'm yeah. sorry guys you guys did it for the content and i'm sorry <laughs> did it for it's not is it, i was about to say like it's not doing it for the vine no more it's doing it for the content because i already posted a video of i, I took the video clip of adam spinning mm-hmm. and put it up on up on tiktok yeah all right i'm going to take the i'm unfortunately jake i'm sorry if you're listening i'm going to take your rec and put it up on tiktok as well <laughs> Ronnie, same thing, buddy. If you're listening, I'm sorry. It's going out like <laughs> it gets views. <laughs> it gets me views. I'm sorry, but like it does. It's really sad though. Like you post a picture of a wreck or video uh, of a race car, and everyone's all over it. Like I know. Whether it's good or bad, like <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, I know this weekend I'll be back at Flambro. We're almost done our five in a row here. Uh, thank God, we're gonna need that break. That break can't mm-hmm. come soon enough. We so 
I've had my displeasure with the schedule all year of running five races in a row for these kind for these cars. And, mm-hmm. you know, back when parts were more readily available and um, it made a lot more sense. But with part shortages, it just it just it has sucked for some of these mm-hmm. teams this year. And the fact that some of them are able to turn them around real quick and get them back out in a week. Bless their hearts. Like mm-hmm. Joe Arsenal this year, he already, I, th- I think he may have to do another rear clip on his car. Oh, wow. Because of the wreck last night. And I don't know. Like, I know he he's looking for it. He's got a new car being built right now. And I think it's going to look great. But, man, it, it just sucks that they're having to continue fixing this one and, and getting it ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's... You know, we're, we're, we're in the middle. We just passed our halfway point of the five in a row. So we have two more weeks. I'll be at Flamborough this coming Saturday, which is August 13th. Mm-hmm. I'll be back at Flamborough Speedway. So if you guys see me in the pits, stop by, say hi, jump in my videos. If you guys see me recording or something, jump on in. Make a, st- make a silly face, do a silly dance. Maybe you guys might get posted. Who knows? Beanie and I are going to start a a jomo media tiktok dance randomly i'm oh i'm God. all in now. <laughs> i haven't discussed it with him <laughs> but if, but if he's all over that <laughs> all right so if anyone hasn't heard recently i put uh i put a video of myself up rapping to uh to our intro song and i put it up on tiktok there and for the past couple weeks megan and brandon have been asking me to uh make up a tiktok dance and if anyone knows me, I don't dance. I do not. I do not have a rhythm. I am like, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I don't want to say, but I'm that white. I don't have rhythm. <laughs> like, I. I will. I will gladly, gladly do the Soldier Boy for you. <laughs> but do not ask me to make a dance. Do not. I will. No. Cause I will crank that soldier boy. <laughs> no ifs ands or buts. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the. I don't. I don't even tell anyone this, but I'm gonna tell everyone now that if you ever want me to dance, that's the one song that'll make me dance. I don't need to be drunk. I don't. I can be sober. I. I. <laughs> I hear you, dun, 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 soldier boy. Tell. I just get right into it. <laughs> like there's a. I. I'll just. I'll just screenshot the video if I don't have it in my phone. And I'll send it over to you from um, my friend's wedding back in 2018. Oh boy! I I was a few beers in and <laughs> accidentally told my buddy, and he went up there and told the uh, <laughs> told the DJ. And then I wasn't gonna go up. And then my ex, who was there, was trying to get me to go up, and I was like, no. <laughs> and then of course, my best one of my best friends, who was the bride, um, she, of course she comes up. And the rule of thumb is you can't say no to the bride on her wedding day. No. So like she walks up and she's like, come on. I'm like, and then she's like, you can't say no to me. I'm like, fuck. Damn it. Damn. So I get up there and I cranked it and you know. <laughs> so DJ, you're an, you're an ass. I know he's not listening, but still I'm calling you out. Um, She's wait, we're going on these. I'm sorry, guys. So, anyways, anyways, 
this is okay for anyone listening this is what like the last like five minutes has been exactly what you what we do <laughs> when we're not recording like this is not like this is what we do we just boom 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 and just like go off topic off the rails like <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> welcome to our lives welcome to our lives like yeah <laughs> oh my goodness but anyways let's get back on track here <laughs> and let's get wrapped up here um megan where are you gonna be about this weekend are you gonna be back at flamborough you can heading off to another track no, I think we're going to finish the season off at Flamborough this year. Yeah. Uh, we were going to just run partial, but I think we're going to, we only have like five races left until yeah. the end of the year, not including like Frosttoberfest and stuff. So I think the goal is to finish all five of those nights with the new car and have that one. I mean, we're learning to set that one up and then we'll have hopefully two more of them out next year so hopefully hope so because i need to be back in a car <laughs> you know i think we all need to get go 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 current one night i know we keep saying that but like that's mm-hmm. that's a definite thing that we need to we need to get set up here soon so it's just gonna be it's either I mean, gonna go really really good or really really bad it's gonna be competitive and, and you can bet i'm putting a gopro on my helmet yes gonna capture all of it that- I need that fill. I've already asked dad. I'm like, so if there's ever one night that you don't feel like racing, you know, can you put me in? <laughs> I think I'm ready to be back. So, <laughs> Oh boy. Party would be good. <laughs> uh, once you get the itch, it doesn't stop. That's for damn sure. It does not. <laughs> no. Um, so that's where you guys can catch us this weekend. Uh, apparel we're still working so if you guys are looking for joe media or true north racing podcast apparel you guys can head on over to one of our links in our bios on our link tree um we do our stuff through epic right now we are looking to do in-house uh get in-house uh apparel so that way we can ship it directly to you guys from us um maybe that's that's something we're going to work on over the off season uh what else yeah make sure you guys like share subscribe comment um yeah i think i think we're pretty good there um megan anything else you want to say before we head on out of here no i just hope that everyone has a good week and has some good races this coming week and i mean i'd say the remainder of the season but i mean i'll still be here the remainder of the season so but yeah that's about it well, I guess what well, that's going to wrap up episode 70 of the true north racing podcast and uh next week we're gonna we're gonna have a good one i'm gonna i'm just gonna announce it now <laughs> megan who was it who's next week i can't remember <laughs> I said it we're gonna announce it. uh I think next weekend. justin collison driver the number 13 c is gonna join us next week and we're gonna chat to him about his uh i feel so bad for Justin, I'm going to be honest here. So Justin won last week here, um, but he reached out a while ago and asked about coming on the show before the quick, quick season started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm booked into July. And I feel so bad because I want to get him on before. I would have loved to get him Justin back on before the quick, quick season started. So we mm-hmm. can boast up about it, you know, getting back in the quick, quick series. Um, 
but you know i'm glad he reached back out i'm glad we're able to come to a uh an agreement of when he can come on it's gonna work mm-hmm. out for him uh it's gonna be fun talking about it because he's already in the season so it's gonna be a lot lots to talk about mm-hmm. um and i think we're gonna try to do something as well later on the season for justin and his dad brad so that stay tuned for that. We're gonna see how that well that works out um, when we can get that one dealt with. That may be a full in person one too. So keep an eye out. Uh, but yeah, that that does that wraps us up for this week's of, of the True North Racing Podcast. Uh, for Megan Mitchell, I'm John Morrison. Thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe, and also make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jumbo Media. And uh, yeah. Thanks to all our drivers who uh, run Joe Media stickers each week. And hope you all have a great, safe week. And we'll see you guys back at the track next week. See you guys. Peace out.